Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Kogel Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. I'm film critic Gary Kogel, and today a Texas-minded dark comedy. It's called Vengeance. It's written and directed by and starring B.J. Novak. And you know him. He played Ryan on the hit TV series The Office. And the Academy Award-winning director of Forrest Gump, Robert Zemeckis, one of my favorites, returns with a live-action dash CGI Disney retelling of the 1940s classic Pinocchio. And yes, this new one features Tom Hanks. As Geppetto. Nice. And I'm Smollier Haley Hamilton Cogill. We are heading to West Texas today to pair vengeance with a bold Texas wine that pays tribute to the independent spirit of the great state of Texas. And for our little wooden boy made of pine, a pine-infused Greek wine with roots that date back over 2,000 years, Gary. 2,000? So can right after... Jesus, can you do like <laughs> the year one vintage? Yes. I wish we could this? taste that. Of this very interesting wine that we will get to in a bit. But first, Gary, okay. let's talk about Vengeance. I just want to call it Pine Wine. <laughs> pine Wine. Okay, wine. so Vengeance is really interesting to me. And I'd, I'd heard about it quite a bit. And I'd heard about it from some Texas friends. And it's a little movie, you know, that could, that came out. And it's, of course, written and produced and directed by B.J. Novak. And he plays Ben. He plays an aspiring New York podcaster in search of a story. So he's in New York. And and he's and everybody wants to do a podcast. Yeah, and they're always about murder, <laughs> and they're always about you know solving crimes and all this stuff. And you know, you watch this movie and you just think, is everybody in podcast land making a lot of money? <laughs> look at look at where they live and all this stuff. Well, anyway, so what happens is he sorry gets, that was very funny. He gets yeah. personally involved in a story because a girl he is hooked up with a few times and didn't know very well, but hooked up with, is she's <laughs> discovered dead in a West Texas oil field. So this is a dark comedy. And he, and the family calls and said, will you come to the funeral because she was in love with you? She, because you had this beautiful relationship. You had this, and he barely knew and her he name. he's like, what are you talking about? I know. And then he has a producer played by Issa Rae, who's really actually very good in the film. She's, yeah. a, she's back in New York. So he goes to the funeral. He gets to know this quirky West Texas uh, Well, West the whole family, family just embraces him like like he's already a part of the family yeah. because they had this great relationship. And he's just trying to figure out who he's she is. It. And then And then his story, the story of her death, becomes a podcast that he starts working on. Not unlike, you know. Only murders in the building. But, you know, out in West Texas land and all the quirky characters. And and you know what's really – I really liked about the film? And also also uh, he gets involved in trying to solve the mystery of you – know, the murder. Of the murder. Right. Yeah. And, and, and working with the family, hence the name. Hence the name. Hence the hints. Hence the hints. I I uh I thought this was really quirky and really good, yeah. and it got better. And it's a it's a little like I said, the little movie that could, but at some point, it's smarter than most little movies. It has a point of view. It's constantly making comments on on the political landscape of not only the country, 
because he's a, he's a liberal New Yorker going to a red state, and it's real red. And it's real red out uh, there in West Texas. And they make lots of jokes about guns, but they also make really interesting analogies and in- interesting observations about guns and about people. And then it becomes this big sequence about Whataburger. <laughs> and if you've ever lived in Texas, raise your hand, we have. I, Whataburgers are everywhere, yes. and they're very famous. And there's a lot of people that— you know, leave Texas and then fly in. The first thing they do is let's go to Whataburger. And I have never done I, that. I, I had, it's a hamburger joint. I yes, I yeah. know people that have done that. Yeah, and they, I have yeah. A, a, a one of our friends that moved to Hawaii, like took packets of of the Wada sauce on the plane. Oh, the their, sauce to their Wada so sauce. they could yes, yeah, so they could always have access to it in their go hollow ranch home. And then they realize they go to Costco and it's probably in you know forty gallon jars. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really sure. good and it's and it and it has, you know, it has it's respectful to the craziness of Texas, but it's acerbic when it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Because and I'm just going to say this because we lived there for many, many, many years. And and we're very happy not to be there. I'm really happy not to be there right now because of the political landscape. Absolutely. I think Texas is just nuts politically. Go Beto. And, and, but there, if you're in Dallas, Dallas is a pretty much a blue city for the most part. You get out of the main cities and it's it's pretty redneck and it's, it, it's pretty hardcore. Yeah. But – um, the people are beautiful and they're wonderful and there's all kinds of things about living there that's really great. But, man, it's just – they're trying to outdo Florida right now. You can't have three names fast enough. Billy Joe Bob. Now, Gary, be I'm being nice. tough. Yeah. But it's a cool film. So I like the little comments it makes. I uh, uh, I think it's an ob- observant film and it's a funny little film. It didn't scare me but it's funny. And it's and it's got a great little part by Ashton Kutcher. It has a really good twist, yes. and that's where uh, you know if you haven't seen it, it's we we rented it on whatever streaming something or other. It's yeah. out there everywhere, so it's it's easily available. We don't want to give the twist away, but right. it's a good it's a it's a satisfying payoff. I thought uh, Ashton Kutcher plays Quentin Sellers. That's his name. And he's a music producer. He's a, yeah, recording. Uh, he's yes. got a little studio way little out in the oil country. In the middle of nowhere. And he's really interesting. Uh-huh. It's, yeah, it's cool. It's yeah. cool. It's the best thing I've seen him do in so long. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I loved it. So I, awesome. Yeah. So we're going to pair with a West Texas wine. And they here. make a lot out there, don't they? They do. So the Texas High Plains, the area kind of um, around Lubbock, the um, really has in the last – 30 years become um, kind of the the premier region. I mean, the hill country in Texas around Austin is kind of what um, has been around the longest and what a lot of people initially associated with Texas wine. But the hill country actually, um, you think about West Texas, it's dusty, it's dry, it's, it's uh, very little rain. Um, vineyards in the region have to, are stressed and have to work really, really hard to find their nutrients. And That's a good thing for wine. It's a very, yeah. very good thing for wine. Um, and one of the first to, to realize this um, in 1976 was um, Doc McPherson, Dr. Clinton uh, McPherson, mm-hmm. and his partner Robert Reed, along with um, Dr. Roy Mitchell, um, and handful of other investors. Um, there were the Texas Tech 
professors and 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 the agricultural de- department. Wow. And so they started Yano Estacado in um, 1976, and and really to this day is one of um, the leading um, historic wineries in in Texas. Yeah. Um, Doc Sun. Um, has McPherson Cellars also, which is another one of our, our favorites out there. But That's a good one. they have um, their 1836 red. I thought it would be the perfect— 1836 red. Perfect um, pairing with this, <laughs> this That's very— That's the name. Funny. It hasn't been in a bottle since then. It hasn't been in the bottle since then, no. But you know what happened on April 21st of 1836? There was a big battle. There was I, a very yeah. big battle, the Battle of San Jacinto. Yes. And um, that was really the—, the what established the independence of Texas. Um, this red wine celebrates the spirits of those who fought for the great Republic of Texas. And Texas at any point is just going to declare their own independence and become its own its own country. Yeah, it's not going to work. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> they can try, but it's not going to work. Yeah. So it's a blend. Um, it's a Cab Syrah blend. Nice. Um, from the Dell Valley Vineyard in West Texas. Um, and it's, you know, they're, they're big wines. They're... Texas wine in the last, you know, several dozen years, it has really, really improved, and and it had a lot of needed to figure out what it was going to be, and 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 could it um, stand up to to other wines in the country? Namely, yeah. you know, you put Cab on a bottle, and and there are a lot of really, really great Cabernet Sauvignon wines made from from other areas in in the country and so to to create a really um solid representation that also really spoke of of this very dry arid dusty um terroir is is really interesting so is it a pretty structured wine or is it it's it's a big powerful um it's it's a big bold wine big fat red yeah but it's okay. and but it's also you know it has it has it's very it has beautiful red fruit notes, mm-hmm. um, a little dark chocolate, a little spice, a little um, pepperiness. Uh, I don't know, kind cool. of a nice little, nice little wine. I thought would. would so, pair. if you live in Texas for very long, you you'll hear the theme song Yano Estacado. Yano Estacado. I, it, <laughs> they, on, they had their own, the, the winery had their own theme song for years. And if you went to anything that was Texas based and they needed a Texas wine, a lot of it times was, you would that see was, that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. They've been around, yeah. uh, you know. Almost. Cool. So Vengeance and Yano Estacado in an 1836 red. Yes. Like it. I when like we come it. back on Cogill Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing, a Disney retelling of a very dark children's story starring Tom Hanks as Geppetto and Cynthia Erivo as the fairy godmother. And we will be right back. It's the Blue Fairy. The Blue Fairy. Yes. Yes. Welcome back to Cogill Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. There have been at least 17 English-language versions of the film Pinocchio. That is a lot, Gary. That's a lot. That's just in English. There's a lot of French, Italian, German ones, too. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, the most popular being the 1940s Disney animated um, yeah. film, Pinocchio, that I'm going to jump in and say because I listened to a fascinating podcast the okay, other day. Okay, yeah. um, Oh, this is podcast on podcast. We're having podcast on podcast. So I hear they're really popular. <laughs> and they make a lot of money. And some of them <laughs> make a lot of money. Um. The when Pinocchio came out, 
It was a flop. In 1940? Yeah. It was a, it, like they were on the high, Disney was on the high from Snow White. And right. then Pinocchio came out and it did not do well at all. That's my take on Wow. <laughs> well, it, it, you know, I think it ended up, it ended up making some pretty good money eventually. Oh, yeah. I think over the years. Over the years because they re-released it every seven years and yeah. it got up to like $160 million yeah. or something like that. But Pinocchio is, is based on an 1883 Italian children's novel called The Adventures of Pinocchio by Carlo Collati. And, and of course, it, like you said, Snow White was first. That was Disney's first animated feature in right. 1937. Then the 40 comes along, Pinocchio. And it was dark then. I mean, it was really, really dark. If you compare it to the book at all, it's it's so light compared to this dark, dark children's book. And historically, a lot of these a lot of these tales, a lot of fairy tales are very, very dark. Well, yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, Bambi's mother gets killed. Oh, Sorry I, if you I didn't cried, realize that. Is, the, the father, isn't it the father, the, the stag? Yeah, I think it's the father. Or is it the mother? I, I, think, I think the mother dies in every like, In a Disney, fire. Everything. Well, so, and I cried like a baby when that happened. Because they're done so well. Those films were done very, very well. But they're also animated. They weren't live action. And now as they redo these live action, you have... Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays Jiminy Cricket. The cast of this yes. is really impressive. It's very impressive. I, Ke Keegan-Michael Key plays Honest John, the crazy bad guy. But Cynthia Erivo as the Blue Fairy, that, that, that woman is quite an actress. Oh, she's incredible. I mean, she was nominated for, I think, two Oscars, one for playing Harriet Tubman in Harriet, the movie. Mm -hmm. But she wrote the song that was up for best for this song for, at the Oscars, too. She was in Widows. Widows was that movie where, where all the, the women had lost their husbands yes, and, and they, they were all, all gangsters. Yeah. And, and they kind of carried out the caper. Yes. Uh, Elizabeth Moss, was she in that? I think so. I think and and she was in Bad Times at the El Royale with uh, with um, Jeff Bridges. And and she also won a Tony Award. She's really close to an ERCOT. She won a Tony Award for the revival of The Color and Purple she was on great. Broadway. And she won a Grammy for that cast yeah. So she's a big, and I think she's one of the best things in this film. She's not in it very much, but man, it's cool when she shows up. Yeah, absolutely. We love the Blue Fairy. I couldn't figure out Jiminy Cricket in this new version because can you see him or not see him? Because he's right there in every scene and nobody acknowledges. Nobody really acts <laughs> like they much. can see. Well, baby, he's a cricket. Well, he also, <laughs> he's only this big. <laughs> he also, if I remember correctly, in the original, he dies and then comes back as a ghost and is around as a ghost all the time, yeah. kind of orchestrating all this stuff. But uh, here's 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 my take on this. Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks tried to ruin the Elvis movie. I love Tom <laughs> Hanks. And it's not his fault. That's the character that he plays, a difficult character. As Geppetto, he makes absolutely no sense in any of this. And I'm not sure he did in the original either. Yeah. I, you know, that's you're a little kid watching the movie then. And you're troubled by a lot of it and you don't have any answers for it. But you know, he he sends his kid he's he, you know, wishes upon a star and they have that. Why in the that, world did you send your child to school? By himself on the first day. On the first day. And he's it a makes puppet. no sense. Oh no, he's gonna get an all and so we know what's gonna happen. He's gonna get, you know swayed away he gets thrown up on this truck by these horrible people <laughs> hauling children off it's about kidnapping no it's about going out to play it's, oh they're yeah. all going to just live this perfect life and then they're going to turn them all the children into don't donk. say don't. it gary everyone knows it everyone has seen this 
<laughs> I mean, they get in the belly of a whale and all this stuff. But it's just. Do they go in a whale in this one? Yeah, they do. They okay. do at the end of the movie. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah I think a, I was already out That's a big then. sequence. They both jump, both Geppetto and Pinocchio are in the whale at the end. But my, yeah. my take on this is when you literalize, and I'm going to say this as a bold movie statement, most of these literal adaptations, The Lion King, um, Snow White, a lot, a lot of these literal adaptations where you combine animation uh, with uh, live-action characters, because Tom Hanks is a live-action character in this, um, they don't work as well. They just are – there's something kind – of, the original animated Lion King is one of the greatest animated films ever made. And the live-action one was cool to see how they did that. Mm-hmm. You're kind of trying to figure it out. But it just doesn't it, – it, it, when you literalize everything, it makes the dark parts darker and the funny parts not quite as funny. I don't know what it is. Okay, so – because they, I, I completely agree with you. Because it's I did live not, action and CGI. Yeah, yeah, I did not. I did. I. I didn't care for this. Um, it wasn't my film. But, it it um, wasn't mine either, and I wanted to like it. Yeah, but I think it would have been really cool if they had made Pinocchio not CGI. I agree, and that, not just the voice of right Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, I. I. I, I would maybe. You know, there's so many, just didn't care there's so many issues with the film because oh. I'm going to say this also. Technically, it's pretty stunning. Mm-hmm. But, you know, technically, it's pretty stunning. It's not really a reason to get invested in a story like Pinocchio because it's so story-driven. And they're in so much chaos as a child. And and and, and the Geppetto character, you know, he, lo- he lost his son and he has pictures oh, of and him. he's and, lost his wife. You know, he and makes clocks so and he and just he's lost everyone. And then all of a sudden he wishes upon a star and that little puppet that he made comes to life and he's going to be a real boy. And, <laughs> and you know, they never really— um, Walk that kid to school and hold his hand. Well, and they never—and they, maybe I had a— glass of wine by this point, but they didn't um, explain why his nose grew. All right. of a sudden, his nose just grew. Right. There's a, there's a perception in this movie that— You already know it's we, what everything's We already know, but in the original, they explained it a lot better. They, but, you know, exactly. every time he lies, it grows. Right. And every time he tells the truth, it goes it back, back to normal. Right. But there wasn't any context for that. None if at I all. Was a, if I was a child and this is the first time I've right. seen Pinocchio, I'd be like, well, why is that— why is that wooden boy's nose? And he's such an innocent. I mean, the little, yeah. you know, Pinocchio's a real innocent in all of this. And you don't want him to be, you don't want him to be turned into a donkey and sold. No. <laughs> no. no. Oh, honey, it's okay. But he gets to ride, ride, and eat a lot of candy. And drink root beer. It's just. Like the. the, the I think this movie's a mess. I think it's kind of a mess. And it's technically superb. So I, you know, I, I just think in the storytelling efforts of all of this. I was. I just glanced the other moment at Rotten Tomatoes, which I don't like to always bring up Rotten Tomatoes because I don't agree with it all the time. But it's like forty percent. It's pretty low, and a lot of people are struggling to really find it. But you know, it's there. It's, it's on Disney there. Plus. Okay. Yeah. Enjoy it. It if didn't you, work for me. It didn't work for me. Um, yeah. But if you would like to, it's creepy. It's just weird. It's really weirdly creepy. And I think that that's your reference to when they take animated films and and put you know real people in it mm-hmm. it just it 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 doesn't translate and i mean it, you know yeah. beauty and the beast was beautiful but it was also beauty and the beast might be the best of those of those translations but that's not a pinnacle 
Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good film, but it's not the pinnacle, I don't think. Yeah, you, you, thanks for bringing that up because that is a good one. That one works. But it's weird when you literalize a lot well, of this stuff. Well, that's, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> there's. I mean, if you're going to go dark, go all the all way the, yeah. of what these things really are about. And they're trying to make a kid, family film here on Disney. And it's odd. It's just more odd. Um, so there's a really, really old wine <laughs> that if you're going to enjoy this movie, okay. um, I don't really care for it, but I didn't really care for the movie. So I thought it would be a really great pairing. That's why it's called A Perfect Pairing. <laughs> um, so Retsina is probably the best known. Retsina? Retsina. R-E-T-S-I-N-A. Um, Sounds you like can, something you put in your eye. It, it, <laughs> or on your face. Um, the... And it's it's historic. It's um, been around for over two thousand years. Very traditional. Um, its reputation has um, long overshadowed the other distinguished wines of of Greece. Oh, there's so many good Greek wines. There's so many beautiful Greek wines, yeah. and I had the chance to travel with wines of Greece several years ago. And I remember in in preparing for that trip, every person I talked, to, oh, you're going to have some Retsina. Oh, get ready and what is this Retsina? Um, it's basically a pine-infused wine. And the reason it's been around for so long, there are a handful of different reasons that kind of it came to be. Um, casks at one point um, were thought to have been made from pine wood instead of oak wood. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes sense. Absolutely. Um, the resin um, from... From the the pine tree, it's super sticky. If you've ever, you know, held yeah. a, a pine cone or anything, you feel that kind of stickiness. Um, was used to seal casks, so you know some of that. Um, it, it also was used as an additive to improve the flavor of some really bad wine. Um, but it, it makes sense that that it's been around literally for for. Uh, Hundreds of years. Wow. Um, is that new? This is new for me. And and it's 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 not it's not it's not very good. Um, it's you know now they kind of add it into um, into the grape extract into mm-hmm. the must as during fermentation, um, and it literally is a pine kind of flavor. <laughs> um, but you know at the time and and today it's thought to be kind of a, a a traditional flavor of or it enhances the traditional flavor of i guess musica and and some retsina that sounds like something you know mike Liddell, the pillow guy would use to cure covid <laughs> that sounds about right <laughs> that sounds about right that sounds about right wow pine wine um and and you can find it everywhere i mean it, and it's super inexpensive so and you can find you, it on shelves here. You can find it, yes. You can find it at Total Wine right now for, I think, there are several different options for around, you know, $8 a bottle. Wow. I, we will you point gonna, that out to me next I will show there. it to you. We won't be purchasing it, though. No, we won't. But I appreciate, I, I appreciate the yeah. history, and I appreciate the story, and I appreciate that that um, because it is traditional, it's, I mean, basically every every winery in Greece will will have their version of a Retsina. And what a great pairing. 
<laughs> Good luck to him. Next time on Kogel Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing, the latest Jordan Peele film is a little bit of everything for us. It's a modern-day cowboy movie. It's an alien movie. It's a very well-made spectacle. It's a history lesson. It's a lot of wild things, and it's called Nope. <laughs> sounds like fun. I look forward to it, Gary. Just like how much fun this was. Thank you. And with that, I'm Gary Kogel, and I'm always looking for the next great film. I'm Haley Hamilton Kogel in search of a great glass of wine. Join us next time on Kogel Wine and Film, a perfect pairing. Aloha. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.